is up guys welcome back to rip city rundown it is our final podcast before the start of the 2023-2024 nba season we are recording this as of monday night october 23rd first game will be wednesday night against the clippers and we'll have a post-game podcast for that one as well and then we'll be back to your usually scheduled wednesday at 2 30 eastern 11 30 a.m pacific time podcast so sorry for the two random times here i'm sorry it's not all three of us we've only got the two of us tonight it is me and west no cody but he will be back on hopefully for the wednesday podcast but you know when we have these weird times it's hard to get everyone in um just back on when we're not at the usual times we got lives here folks we got lives um but if you are not necessarily an OG listener, but if you have been listening over the last year or two, you've probably become accustomed to, you know, normally Cole's background is the Blazers jerseys, the Dame ball. You know, we got a bag of seeds and maybe about half the time, more specifically in the last couple months, Wes's background, you know, you got some shirts on some canvases. We're actually in the opposite. Obviously, Wes has had that background for the last couple I now guess now months, um, but uh, I'm in Wes's background, so that's a lot of talking for an intro. But uh, how you doing, Wes? This is our first time talking about preseason, I believe. You did a video on preseason, so you some people know your thoughts, but uh, I'll be interested to hear yours. I did not check out that video, so I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, well, good evening, Cole. It's it's weird to see you in my spot and me in your spot but you know we had to keep the people on their toes so um, and, and by the way the sound quality is bad sorry we're reverting back to how it was during the end of last season um you got the headset on for the didn't audio bring listening. my mic didn't bring my mic home with me uh from college for the weekend but uh we're we're making it work yeah well preseason like you said over first game wednesday night against the clippers on the road if you're a betting man, the spread's nine and a half. So that just tells you where Vegas thinks the Blazers are here to open the year. Um, which leads me into my main point that I took away from preseason is this team is young, going to make mistakes, and will be bad. I think I opened that video with uh, the preseason showed me that the Vegas line is indeed correct of 28 and a half wins. Um, I would lean under. Of course, I'm not going to bet the Blazers to go under because that's no fun. I'm not going to bet that. But if I had to. I would take the under. Um, in terms of how fun this team will be, they'll be interesting. Like, and I know we've been preaching that, and you've heard that before. But um, I gave an example in that video of uh, Chumani Kamara. He had an incredible game against the Jazz, and it's going to be stories like that throughout the year. Um, little uh, snapshots of great play from random players that will, I think, be the most fun part of the season. Um, unless we actually start off hot, then vibes will be good. Um, I saw a lot of people comment on my video about how um, the Blazers are going to prove me wrong. And this is what I'll say to that. I hope they do. It's, it's a win-win for me. If they're bad, I'm I'm right. And if they're good, that's great. So I like where I'm at, but I'm not going to be overly optimistic because uh, from what I saw in preseason, uh, I think you might have told this to me, Cole. I know Cody definitely didn't. You probably told me that like the when the starters were in for the other team, it was like minimum 35-point quarters or something. Yeah, I I think that's right. I'm not completely positive, but I do know 
at least majority, if not all of the quarters where it was starter v starter. Let's just say the defense was very bad. And that's expected when you right. have I, I a lot of people are saying, well, you brought in Brogdon, Robert Williams, Aiton, Jeremy Grant's a good defender, Matisse is a good defender. Yeah, those are all good individual defenders. But when your defense is spearheaded by two guys that are below average defensively, Anthony, we've known that. Hopefully he gets better. That's something he said that he wants to do. But, I mean, at some point you're going to have to accept that he's a bad defender than Scoot. I believe he can become a good defender, but he is 19. So odds of him being a great defender out of the gate are very low. And then Shaden, obviously, super young too, has the potential not there. That's, I mean, that's... We've been harping on it all offseason. That's going to be a theme of this team. It's youth. It's inexperience. And it's just there's going to be one game. The Blazers might come out against the Clippers and somehow, well, not even somehow, win that game. And you're going to be on cloud nine. And then I don't remember who we play the next game. That's something we'll go over. The magic. Schedule. I think it's magic at home. We go magic at home. And that very well could be a game that you think, oh, we beat the Clippers or we're going to beat the Magic and we get spanked by 30. Like this is just going to be an up and down year. If you're just going by wins and losses, probably more downs than ups. Most likely. But again, Almost that's something we right. said. You can't watch the season based on record. You can't come into the season and say, if we stink, then I'm out on everybody on this team because that's just not what the season is expected to be. So, um, I think it's it's going to be a little more healthy than the last two years because obviously that expectation is different. But it's a uh, it's going to be weird, and um, I know really I'm pre- I am prepared for it. Do I wish it didn't? I, I of course I wish we were winning, but I am I think more prepared for this than the average Blazer fan, just based on what you're saying. The comments were what I've seen on social media. Um, we're not a good team, just no. frankly. Well, I'm excited for personally to watch games. And I, I mentioned this in that video as well. And we've mentioned this on the podcast. Like I kind of would make, I've made the joke before, like it's going to be nice not having a random January game where I'm just sweating out this ro- road game at the freaking Pistons. And we're down yeah. 10 at the end of the first because Jade and Ivy's cooking and I need Dame to go score 50 to beat the Pistons. Now I don't have to watch the game as closely in terms of like, did we get the bucket this time down the trip down the floor or did we not? Like now I've what I'm gonna do when I watch these games, and granted, I'm not gonna watch every game, I would go insane because I don't want to watch my team do bad things. Of course, you know, we all want our teams to succeed, but like I'm gonna actually like treat some of these games like as if I'm a quote unquote scout and like see what like and I think that's going to help the channel. And the, of course, it's going to suck that we're going to stink because interest is lower when a team's bad. Blazers are a small market team. The Blazers have a smaller but more loyal fran- like fan base than others. And that's why we appreciate everyone who listens to this because we know you guys are actual fans. We're not, it's not like we're a Lakers podcast where it's like, you know, half the listeners are just LeBron disciples. You know, they're actually, Blazers actually have the fans. So, I think in terms of the analysis we'll give you all this year, at least from 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 me, what I can speak to, it's going to be better because I'm going to actually like watch basketball, not from a like results perspective, but from like a um, process perspective. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for that. Just watching the game in a different light and just to take some pressure off my own shoulders of feeling like my life sucks and the Blazers like don't win when they're expected to. 
So yeah. I don't know. The mental uh, health is going to be. I'll be going spot. into most games. I'll be going into most games with the mindset of not winning, which I think will just when we do win, it's like oh nice we won. And if we lose, it's like well what did we do good? What did we do bad? How can we improve? Yeah, let's uh. Let's talk a little about kind of what we expect uh, specifically for this first game against the Clippers. Let's, let's. lineup-wise, line rotation-wise, some guys you hope to see play. Um, Chauncey said in his press conference today that he's pretty set on the starting lineup being Scoot, Anthony, Matisse, Jeremy Grant, and DeAndre Ayton, as expected. Yep. That's what the starting pretty lineup and the preseason was is there anything you wish to see differently there do you wish there was a different three do you wish maybe you go ant shaden i've seen some people say they would rather see ant shaden let scoot kind of get his feet underneath him as a backup let anthony play more of his traditional position but i think that's kind of just an unrealistic thing just based on him being the third overall pick i wouldn't get too hung up in the who starts like i really think Ant might play a little more than the other two, but I think all their minutes are going to be split pretty evenly. Yeah, and, and honestly, it's going to depend on the night because all three of them still need. They're still in the development stage. You know, it's they're in some point of their development. Like Simons isn't hopefully at his at his peak. Yeah. You know, Scoot and Sharp obviously are not at their peak. You know, Scoot hasn't played a game yet. Gotta hope. But when you draft someone number three, like, and you're expected to be bad, like you you gotta get him run you got to start them like you're, you're making an investment it's especially you know and we've discussed this plenty of times but this the extracurricular uh activities going on around the number three pick and what the blades are sacrificed to draft scoot mm-hmm. you know that that guy's in milwaukee now which we'll touch on later about we'll do some housekeeping things with what's going on in milwaukee and how that impacts yeah, weird. we'll do that at the end oh oh i thought you were going to something else that that's the two people oh, that were involved. we can yeah. we can just we can discuss old ts as well yeah that was weird here. um this m- mr stott i Stocks. think i i think no, i agree with the starting stott. lineup i think yeah i agree with it there's really no guy like the the guy you could circle as a guy that could not be in the lineup is obviously matisse but there's really like as good as kamara's as good as kamara's been i'm not starting kamara based on a couple preseason games and then other than that i'm not starting sharp i don't want to see three guards you need some defense in that. And then I don't know where else you're going. But obviously, right. off the bench, you would expect to see Brogdon, Robert Williams, who I don't believe ever played a preseason game. Uh, Jabari Walker. That An interesting thing, I think, will be kind of the... Sharp. Uh, obviously, Sharp. Um, I think, yeah, the guys you for sure Probably. will see is Sharp, Brogdon. Monty Kamara. Sharp, Brogdon, Robert Williams. And then I think it'll be very interesting to see how... Chauncey splits the minutes between the three guys you could see getting forward minutes, whether that's a three or four in Jabari Walker, Chris Murray, and then Kamara. Kamara got a lot of minutes in the preseason, and obviously Chauncey's been raving about him, and he played really well. Um, Jabari kind of brings a little more of the team need in terms of rebounding, and then Chris Murray is obviously just a rookie that you know what he brings, and yeah, you obviously want to play him. I, I, I would fully expect a healthy dose of chris murray come march and on a healthy healthy dose of chris murray so i would i mean yeah i agree with the start you're a kamara guy tell me i'm a kamara guy um i was just curious about him when we traded for him because um yeah i don't even think we mentioned his name one time in the recap pod 
he was one of those he was one of those names where i had feel i felt like i had heard of him before but i couldn't picture where and then i was like when it was dayton i was like oh is that right dayton but dayton hasn't really been good recently in terms of he started his career georgia i just found that out georgia see that's what i'm saying like this dude i feel like i've watched before but um yeah i went to his draft profile read him up um and i was i mean obviously everyone's strengths is good you know his weaknesses were you know people tend to say you know he's not the most polished guy that's why he wasn't a pick straight yeah, I mean, out if you can just get court. rotation minutes out of this guy i mean he's just a oh no in, exactly yeah. but yeah no but his he brought juice in the preseason like he brought some um defensive energy which you know i expect jabari walker to bring that too obviously matisse to bring that i expect scoot to bring it doesn't mean he's going to be good but you know i think that this team's going to have a different feel to it especially when they start to gel come uh like the dead of winter like right after christmas like this this team is going to gel and it will bring they're going to bring a different vibe not that the lillard vibe was bad it was great but even chauncey said it in media day and we discussed this like the blazers are now into the game you don't know where the ball is going to now of course it's a it's it's a blessing to have damian lillard take the last shot i mean mm-hmm. i wouldn't have i don't want anyone else in the league like i want dame in the clutch but it was almost a um what's what's the term what's the opposite of a blessing in disguise like a double-edged Sorry. sword i don't know it's not really a sword but like uh, i don't know i know what you're yeah. trying to say uh, and i had yeah. it and then you said double-edged sword and i was like wait that's it that's but just not it double-edged sword is not it but it's pretty much like a um yeah i don't know but it was almost not a good thing is what I'm trying to say. Dude, now that's making me mad. I know. And we can't stop talking because it's podcast. We can't oh, like sit here and think. Gosh. Uh, let me, hold on. No, hold on. Opposite of blessing. Double-edged sword. In disguise. It might be okay. a double-edged sword. No. Like it's a, it's one okay, thing. It's definitely not a curse in disguise. A poisoned chalice. No, I'm just kidding. No. Uh... Dude, it's almost like it's, I don't know. Anyway, it's on the tip of my tongue. I, I know. We'll, we'll figure it out after the podcast. Anyway, I know what you're it, saying, though. yeah, it's almost, it was almost a bad thing to have, um, you know, Dame take the last shot every time. And that's just a small part of what I'm trying to, the point I'm trying to make is this team's just going to be different. It's going to be more of a, uh, um, a team effort, you know, instead of seeing Dame go for 60 and then like next high score is 12, you're going to see, you know, more balanced scoring, a more free-flowing offense, even though it's going to be bad. It's going to be risky. It's going to be fun to watch. Scoot's going to be whipping passes. He's going to average six assists as a rookie, which is great. He's also going to make some stupid like turnovers. He's going to have some dumb turnovers that are going to make you go like, we drafted this guy? But he's also going to make some plays that you're going to go like, we drafted that guy? Like, it's going to be like that. It's going to be like that. Yeah. I'm, uh, I had a point I was going to make, and then mm. you got me on this rabbit hole of, blessing in disguise what the opposite is so uh don't know where i was going after that um but gosh now you just <laughs> dude i'm so... you've, you've messed me up you've messed me up a lot um oh i know what i was gonna say you were mentioning how you think they're gonna gel come the dead of winter 
I think this could be an example of a team that, you know, might start out quote unquote hot. And by hot, I mean, six and four, not, I don't think 10 and four is in our, in our bag this year, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but I could see us going on a terrible stretch after the quote unquote hot start. And then we are near bottom of the barrel going into mid January. But then I could also see us going on another run similar to how we did the year. Anthony was breaking out and we went on that four game win streak prior to the all-star break. I could see something like that happening. And then come March and April messages come down from front office. We're having a touch too many wins, just a touch. We really want a guy like uh, Mateus Buzelis, or however you pronounce his name. Just give us one of the fours, Ron Holland, someone like that. Um, Ron Holland gives me John Collins vibes. Yeah, I'm not really. Ron Holland got beat by Jackson Shelstead in the Westland Lions. So does he really deserve to be in the NBA? But so did Jalen Brown, and he was pretty good. Um, True. So, so did Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons didn't lose to them. He played, oh, well, he played against them. He won, and he's bad. So maybe that's a sign if you beat yeah. Westland. But no one did this year. Um, where do you see Blazers' schedule? That's a hard question because, again, I think this is a team that's going to be a little unpredictable to start the year, at least. But that could just also yeah, be definitely, definitely the, not starting five and zero against. The where's the, where's the first win? First win. It could, sim- it could simply be against the Magic. We obviously start on the road against the Clippers, home against the Magic, home against oh, the Sixers. Gosh. Or no, at Sixers, at Raptors. Oh. I mean, there's no, oh. e- there's no easy game on the schedule until the Wizards. I think we're going to... But obviously we're going to win a couple. Oh, oh I missed an entire thing here. Uh, I think we beat... Oh, I clicked straight November. Whoops. Yeah. Uh, is it at Pistons? I think we like beat the Raptors or some of the Raptors are in shambles now. Okay. I mean, or we just beat the Clippers. I mean, I think we can beat the Magic. I mean, I don't just want to pick the first home game, but I will say Magic. Yeah. The McCaffrey fumble. That's crazy. That is crazy. Sorry. I don't know what happened. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll say Magic. I can't, I can't be that, that naive. All right. Question that I was, uh, kind of pondering after listening to another blazer podcast where are you at right now and just how do you approach the future when it comes to head coach chauncey billups who is now entering his third year of a five-year contract and i feel like we know just as much as we did when we hired him and no opinions have changed whether that's for good for his fault or not well i think for me i will I think his legacy in Portland is going to be attached to Scoot. Yeah. So I think it's weird because you judge a coach on success, but the Blazers are not expected to have any for a couple years. So you really can't judge Chauncey on wins and losses or else you would just fire. Obviously. Yeah. In two years even though we weren't supposed to be good. It's not like Mike Malone is going to go turn this team into a good team. Or sorry, Michael Malone. Excuse me. Excuse me. Um, so I think you have to, yeah, I think you have to judge Chauncey based on, like, I'm not even, I'm not going to lie. I don't care how bad we are or good we are. Like, I don't think my opinion of him. Okay. Actually, I take that back. If we're really good this year, obviously I'll think he's a great coach, but. That is a vibes thing. 
we stink. Yeah, I think it's just a vibes thing, which can be tough. It's to just really, really unfortunate because it's tough. if Chauncey inevitably isn't the guy for this job, then you. I I really don't know. I feel like you have to have an, a a strong firm opinion on him if you want him to be the future of the Blazers by the end of the season, because then he'll be going into his fourth year. And if you don't know what, it, like, if you don't know what you have in your coach by your it's fourth year, weird. that's just like, crazy. Just I know it's a, weird circumstances, but it's unique in my opinion because I don't know. Dame being there and then now leaving, now you're restarting. Like this, really is this his third year? Like this almost feels like his first year. I know, but at the same time, it's but but why should it matter if it's his first or third? If like he's not if he's not consistently building towards the same thing for all three years, that's true. Like this would be like, I don't know. It'd be like Nick Nurse starting here in Philly, and then. In 2025, Embiid just Embiid and like they just gut the roster, but they keep them. I don't know. I feel I have a sneaking suspicion that like Chauncey was brought in like for this rebuild. Um, I think I think he was brought in because of Dame, because I think he's, that he's was a point guard whisperer. Guys, though that was one of the guys Dame wanted a, remember when Dame wanted Jason Kidd wow what a time that was two summers ago um but I think that flashbacks uh, I, I'll be very interested to see like just what is the expect obviously yeah you don't want to win but if you go into next year and you're still a bottom of the barrel team while that might be good for team building because then you get Cooper flag but it's 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 such a weird dynamic that you could realistically find yourself in two years in the final year of his contract and it's a contract year and you still don't know what you have in your coach um well i think there's nothing i've seen from chauncey to say he's a bad coach but there's also nothing that i've seen from him that's like i'm not i think i think chauncey will be here here's a hot take for you i think here's here's a really hot take i think chauncey is the blazers coach for the whole decade yeah, I, I mean, I I think if you That's are really have the, if you're gonna have the patience for that for uh, Chauncey to kind of see this rebuild through, then yeah, I mean, I could see that. Now, now that probably means we're maybe winning a championship in the next ten years because right. You know, That's why it's really hot. Yeah, if it's a solid take, I think he's our coach until 2027 because 2026 we're good. We were finally good, but we kind of, you know, bow out in the playoffs, you know, no experience for Scoot or whatever, or maybe 2025, but like 2027, 2028, if he's not getting over the hump or at least there, then, you know, you probably move on. But I don't know. That's so far in the future. Yeah. I guess my, my point, entire point to your question is I am basing it off vibes, which again, is just so subjective. Like... <laughs> You can't base it off wins. You really can't base it off like stats, really, because like, you know, the guy you're investing in is a rookie. Like you it's rookie numbers, man. Like so it's so weird, man. That's I think yeah, I mean, I think Joe and Chauncey are fine. Because it was Neil. Neil was the one to hire Chauncey in the first place. So typically a lot of the times when you see a new GM. Now, this is majority in other sports, especially football. When a new GM comes in, the old coach is 
typically fired because the GM kind of wants their own stamp. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's just an interesting thing to think about. It's it's more so about. I don't want to get so caught up in what do you do for the future, but it's more like, is there anything this season that can make you like? Is Chaun? Is there any chance Chauncey gets fired this year? Probably I think, not. I think if the only way if there's like a division in the locker room, yeah, which like I just don't just, see happening. If he keeps the locker room together, it, it he's fine. I, now, think, I think that's something that's gonna he's always gonna have because he's more of a player's coach, like yeah. a lot of the NBA is nowadays. Yeah, I mean, I, I would look now again if he gets p if he gets the pieces that he wants, and he. You know, Joe gives him the um, the necessary puzzles, or sorry, pieces to the puzzle, and he underachieves, say, 2026, you know, out to go hit, out to go hit. Yeah. So, which leads me, just because I really don't know how to answer that question, this leads me to a better question. We'll go to another former not former. We'll go to another Blazer coach once upon a time. Terry Stotts, man. Yeah, what's let's, just, let's talk about that. And then we'll also talk about the other thing. You know, inevitably, guys, sorry, we're going to check in on the Bucks periodically throughout this year because how can you not? Um, but Terry getting or stepping down is so weird. Apparently, it's because about it. apparently I read it's because now this is obvious. There's no way this is the only reason this must have been built up. But Terry was like talking to Giannis and Dame while head coach Adrian Griffin was trying to kind of get all the guys together to talk to the whole team. And he was like, Terry, let me talk to Giannis and Dame too. And Terry was like, no, give me time. And it got heated. And I want to talk to the guys kind of like power struggle almost. And apparently Terry stepped down. So really weird. Um, I wonder if Dame cares at all about that. I did. Yeah, I just saw the the um the news report about it. I am not plugged in to Milwaukee in terms of petty drama that goes on day to day, so I can't. I don't really know, but it was weird because I feel like Terry Stotts is knows damn knows what he likes, and seeing like Terry Stotts. And this was a good guy to have on staff. I feel like the the Stotts fence with Giannis as the pick, as the role man. Yeah. Oh my goodness. My goodness. Um speaking, speaking of Giannis, he is re-signing, re-upping three years, 186, I think. It's like north of 60 a year. Player but option in 27, 28 or something. That's the thing, is Dame's contract's up in 2026. Giannis gets player options in 27, 28, or whatever it is. Blazers get Bucks picks the year after that, or you know, 2029 and 2030. Is that what it is? 27 through 29. It's the back end of the decade. Swaps in 28 and 30 and then unprotected pick in 29, I think. Okay. So, yeah. So, in terms of where the Blazers benefit from this contract is Giannis is only signing for three years. And put yourself in Giannis's shoes. Um, The best teammate you've ever played with is there until 2026. When he retires, he's 30. 2027, I think. 2027. He is... 30 he's 34 right now he'll be 37 38 38 years old okay your window's probably probably coming to a close now dame of course it's going to be coming back to portland 
by right. the way. So he's not washed, but the title window is closing in uh, Milwaukee in 2027, most likely. Giannis now with player options could leave. He's probably you good. Still at the peak of his powers. Maybe a little, maybe not best player in the world caliber anymore. Um, but that's interesting for the Blazers because this provides a path for Milwaukee just stinking when the Blazers get the picks in those three years. Small market team, man. It's not like the Bucs. It's just are very be like interesting. The, it's just the Bucs don't have a revolving door of stars like the Lakers. Like the Lakers or, you know, big market team can always go out and get a big fish in the offseason. The Bucs are probably going to have to, especially like fresh off with some titles. Yeah. You know, I can see them being booty. And I, it's not even something we want to overreact to and say, no. oh, this is suddenly going to, this is huge, but it is just something to note because. Giannis is doing very similar things to what LeBron was doing, not signing these big five, six year extensions, keeping it two, three years down the line, keeping his options open. And I mean, as a player, that's a really smart thing to do. So it's good for thought. It's good for thought. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, just gnaw on that for a little bit, guys. Just, just, just chew on that folks. Um, yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't, I would anticipate I would anticipate us having the first overall pick in three consecutive years. That's wild, especially that. Look, the thing about the Blazers rebuild right now is our window, theoretically, is when we also, the Bucks picks would convey. Like, if you're at the top of the league, maybe, or even the top half of the conference, and you're getting... Yeah, you can use that for trades if you want. I can see a 2020-2028 podcast. Blazers have a pick. Does Joe finally cash in? On freaking who? Wimby? Will he cash in on... Um, let me think here. Um, who's a big recruit coming in this year for basketball? Keontae Johnson. Wow. I was just thinking March Madness last year. Speaking of basketball, you know Max Abmus, the dude from uh, Oral Roberts, transferred to Texas? Really? Yeah, I just found that out. Good for him. You know where Oral, where Oral Roberts is located? Yeah, Oklahoma. Yeah, that is correct. Um, so if you want a trivia like that, you know where to find it. TikTok. TikTok. Um, honestly... That's really all I have. Let's do a quick little finish on a little two five two to five minute segment. Let's just talk solely Clippers. I know we kind of touched it a little bit. What is your ultimate prediction? Give me give me a leading score. Give me a guy that you think is going to have an impact more than the average fan would expect. Um, I think Anthony Simons will pace the Blazers with twenty four points. And yeah. I think that uh, Malcolm Brogdon will have 15 off the bench on and a, and a, on perfect shooting. And a winner loss. And a 127 to 109 loss. I like that. High points for the Clippers. I'm going to agree with you on the loss. I'm going to say we lose 121 to 108. 
The defense. How about this? How about this? Do the Clippers cover the nine and a half? I think the Clippers do cover because they are going to win 121 to 108. I think that is, this is a big DeAndre Ayton game. Clippers notoriously never really have a great center. They still don't. Jubats. So I do think Ayton, I think we could see a 22 and 14 game from Ayton. Mm, like it. So that is my leading score. Mm. No, 24 and 14 from Aiden because he will be the leading scorer at 24 points. I think Anthony has a solid game, but I think he could be getting a tough defensive matchup. And I think Scoot Henderson will have 10 plus assists. Ooh. Because he's playing against the guy who we always comp him to, and that is Russell Westbrook. So I think Scoot has a great game, and I think we, uh, I think we'll keep it close for, through the first half, but then you know, mid late third quarter, a little oh. bit of a uh, a run. But I think we see a good Scoot game in his debut under the bright lights of LA. That is all we have. We will be I able to say yes. I think. Well, actually, no. Who the heck is guarding Kawhi and PG? Thibel and Grant, I guess. I guess Thibel and Grant. I, if, okay. You will hear a rant from me on our next podcast, probably coming out Thursday morning after the game, if we see Jeremy Grant guarding Russell Westbrook. If he guards the lead guard again this year, I'm going to throw a temper tantrum. Yeah. Because I didn't like that last year. Reasons, two reasons. One, I don't really – I think Jeremy Grant is useful elsewhere. Jeremy- Jeremy Grant's more of an off-ball defender. He's not right. some elite on-ball guy. And if we're, just embrace the suck. Embrace the yeah. stinkiness of this team and just put Scoot on Russell Westbrook. Throw the fire. Let Scoot learn. Let Scoot learn. Yeah, so that is our prediction for the Wednesday game. The opening night against the Clippers should be fun. should be exciting. Yeah. Make sure to, to come back to this channel on Thursday to see our post-game reaction podcast. That will include all three of us, I hope. And make sure to go follow our Tech Talk for more NBA-related content over there. Yes. A lot of trivia, a lot of fun stuff over there. So that's going to do it for the podcast, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. And we will see you guys on Thursday morning. Hopefully, want to know. Because I'll take a first game win. Peace out, guys.